This is Lewis Riddick of ESPN. You are listening to the SteelerNation.com podcast. Hello, Steeler Nation, and welcome to your Steeler Nation vidcast, part of the Big Play Vidcast Network, and sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises. I'm your host, G Stryker, and I know we're a month away from meaningless football being the Hall of Fame game against the Jaguars and Raiders, but I am getting super excited for a footballish event coming up in a week and a half. I'm talking, of course, July 16th, Saturday, a week from Saturday at Wild Things Park in Washington, PA. It is the second annual Three Rivers Celebrity Softball Game benefiting the Hayward House. Steeler Nation being one of the sponsors. Awesome events going on, guys. It's 10 bucks to go to. Um, if you just Google Cam Hayward Celebrity Ball, softball game you will find all the information otherwise it's at bit.ly slash celeb sbtix22 and i will have all these links in the in the vidcast article that comes out at steelernation.com as well terrible tailgate also doing a 20 dollars all you can eat and drink from 2 to 5 p.m hang out with our friends and me included over at the terrible tailgate from 2 to 5 on that day that is bit.ly backslash terrible tailgate to get your tickets. That link will be up on SteelerNation.com as well. Master of Ceremonies is already inked in. It's going to be Jolie Molinaro. We're looking at the team itself, or at least the uh, the rosters. The world roster is pretty interesting this year because they're doing it this year. It's Team Pittsburgh versus Team The World. So a couple big people on the world roster, Bud Dupree is going to be there. Malcolm Jenkins as well, another great player from uh, around the league. Going to have Mike Sanders and Dion Lewis, Matthew Judon, the old Raven, uh, Kenny Moore, who's just in the uh, Pro Bowl last year for the Colts, all those guys, NFL players. You got Jersey Jerry from Barstool. You got some wrestlers and Adam Scherer, who was Braun Strawman over there in the WWE. You got Chelsea Green from Canadian Wrestling. And... Jalen Rose from the NBA, really interesting character there to have in there, but I think that'll really make this softball game kind of fun. So let's look at the Pittsburgh roster, which is now finalized. The uh, coach is going to be Filipponi. Uh, Diggs from the Pac McAfee show is going to be playing. Britt Baker, pro wrestler, is going to be playing as well. And then we have the Pittsburgh Steelers that are going to be playing in this game, of course, being led by their captain, Cam Hayward. Offensive captain Najee Harris being there, as well as new quarterback Mitch Trubisky. Alex Highsmith will be there, as he was there last year. Same thing with Tyson Alualu. Terrell Edmonds will be there again this year. Kenny Pickett and Calvin Austin, the two new receivers, will also be there. So if you want a chance to be able to be up close and personal at a fun event, like these guys don't treat this like work. They treat it like fun. You go see them at camp. They're coming off the field, they're tired. Or they're going on the field, they're ready to work. They're in a work mindset. This is a fun mindset. They will sign more autographs. You get your chance to be up close and personal with some of the great players on the Pittsburgh Steelers roster. So highly recommend you joining me at the Celebrity Softball Game here in a week and a half. Uh, what say you, Steeler Nation? You know it's your vidcast. You know it's my favorite cast of the week. And I always go to you for your comments questions concerns of course we start the show off with miles press who usually sh starts the show off hello miles good to hear from you my friend Rah that was not a good war cry by my part i'm sorry you typed it way more manly than i just did it uh ian white ice striker go Steelers. i'm glad to have you on the show tonight ian we've got some old head opinions that i want to hear from you coming up especially with the name of the show i think you'll know what we'll be talking about here coming up um uh, michael hall of fame we are live let's go striker Woo! thank you michael hall for the uh wwe reference and Paying respect to the wrestlers that we've been playing in Cam Hayward's celebrity softball game coming up here as well. And Michael Hall also, Big Ben retired already, winning in golf this past week with Michael Phelps. <laughs> That's great. That is great. Yeah, it's amazing that, it, well, you know he's just such a competitor. And I heard him say that he is actually more nervous 
performing on the golf course in front of cameras than he ever was in a Super Bowl. And to me, that makes a lot of sense. It's a little bit out of his comfort zone. Guy's an athlete. Guy is a competitor. He's going to put up his best no matter what when he goes out on the field. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I agree. Like, to him with Phelps, I didn't even know Phelps could golf. I had no idea. I knew he was, like, an amazing swimmer. According to Miles Pressgraves, best swimmer all time. I cannot deny that with his accolades and the amount of medals he has around his neck. I have to agree with you there, Miles. Have to agree with you. Yeah, beats out a couple of the greats that we've had, including uh, one that's now a, a, a female. So uh, was a male, now a female. I forgot the guy's name. Jenner. Yeah, Jenner. Yeah, he was a great swimmer as well. Um, Andy, how you doing? Do you think the Steelers are a sleeper team this year? And how do you feel? Um, I think the rest of the league is considering the Steelers to be a sleeper team. An excellent question, Andy. Thanks for being on the show again, man. Um, yeah, the rest of the league, and especially like announcers, lazy announcers that don't cover NFC North football. Yeah, we're a sleeper. Steelers have a new quarterback coming in the system. Offensive line is all new. Don't have Ben Roethlisberger. How are they going to get to the playoffs? How are they going to do anything? But here's the thing. Steelers went out and they spent more in the offseason than like the last 10 years combined, it seemed like. They got in great talent all across the board to not only solidify their offensive line, but to help their defense stop the run as well. They retained all of the big free agents that they needed to retain. I mean, I know we wanted Juju. He was more of a luxury, unfortunately, because you just don't pay, pay slot, slot receivers. You don't give slot receivers a second contract or a big contract at that. But with all the parts in place, I am feeling very confident, especially in the defense this year, Andy. So we will have to see the way it goes. Personally, if teams are sleeping on the Steelers, they're going to wake them up quick because I know not only will – Tomlin have this team ready, but Austin and Flores will have this defense absolutely ready to kill people this year. And I can't wait. I'm hoping it's like a return to the, the 2010 style and knocking heads off um, and hopefully knocking balls loose because that's what I want to see. Uh, how do I feel about the new talent on offense from quarterback to wide receiver? Uh, love the pickups on the um, the defensive line and or sorry, the offensive line in general. Uh, picking up Cole was great. Um, I always say Jenkins. It's not freaking Jenkins, the guard that we got as well. Love him. I think Dotson's progressing very, very well. As well, I think he's going to hold off Green for that left guard spot. Uh, more progressed well at left tackle. Um, Chooks is solid as hell. So I'm very happy with the offensive line. Both tight ends I'm psyched about. I think that Fryermuth is going to take a step forward this year. He's going to be a safety valve. He's going to be kind of like what Heath Miller was to a young Ben Roethlisberger. The safety valve, the guy open over the middle, because he's going to be open. And I love that aspect of it. Gentry's coming up through the ranks, man. And not only, like, was he an add-on fifth-round pick? We suck at drafting tight ends, but we picked two great ones in two drafts in a row. Gentry's progression is probably one of the unsung aspects of the Pittsburgh Steelers roster. For him to solidly grab hold of the number two spot last year, even with Ebron healthy on the roster. Guy can block and knock heads off, and he is easily the best blocking uh, tight end on the team, bringing in a third tight end that can block with Connor Hayward. I'm excited to see what he can do. Bringing in the other wide receiver youth. Don't know what Pickens and Austin are capable of. Don't know if Boykin's going to make, make the team or uh, Johnson, Anthony Johnson. Um, but we, we've got some good quality prospects coming in. Of course, we know Claypool can play. We, we know DJ can play. And then, of course, a quarterback. I am starting to jump on the Trubisky train. You know, a lot of people wanted Kenny Pickett to start, learn, start this year, but it might not be the right move. And it might be better for him long-term to let him sit for a year. Maybe two, because we have Trubisky locked into a contract and it is a low contract for a starting quarterback. And if he makes it to the playoffs, wins a game in the playoffs, takes us to the Super Bowl possibly, not saying it's going to happen, but if, if he does, I mean, it's going to be a team effort, obviously, if he does. Don't turn the ball over. Ride Najee. That's essentially how the Steelers are going to keep winning. And that is what I love about this offense. If Matt Canada can really show the diversity and have a quarterback that can actually line up under center to run play action, to do boots, um, it's going to really create a lot and open a lot of the playbook up. 
to get our skill players on isolation on slower players to make big plays. And that's what the Matt Canada offense is. We didn't see it last year. It was the Ben Roethlisberger offense looked exactly like the, uh, the same offense we saw the previous year by our previous offensive coordinator, Randy Feekner. But moving forward, we're going to see the motion before the snap. We're going to see a lot of people in motion. And everybody knows the terminology now, too, because this is all they know. That's all Elodica knows. That's all Pickett knows. And that is all Trubisky knows is the Matt Canada offense. Whereas the only person that ran the Matt Canada offense was Rudolph in that Detroit game last year. So. I'm excited. I'm excited, Andy. Great questions, by the way. Uh, Michael Hall, back again. Love the nickname you've given me the past few big cats. You got it, Michael Hall of Fame. And the Michael Hall of Fame game coming up in a month here, Steeler Nation. Having, uh, it was, I think it's August 5th. It's going to be Raiders. It's going to be Jacksonville. They're going to be playing in Canton. Going to be the first football game of the year. I know I'm still going to probably watch it because I get excited and geeked when football comes back anyway, and then my weeks start flying like that because I just get someone to football. Um, I don't know if you guys are as excited, probably more excited for the Steelers first playoff game as opposed to the hall of fame game, which I am too, to tell you the truth, but I'm still excited for the first game of the season and the playoff speeches as well, or the hall of fame speeches as well. It's always fun. State of the Steelers. Always good to hear from you, my friend. Uh, hey everyone, Steeler nation. Cheers. Cheers to you, man. I've got my high noon today. High noon watermelon seltzer. Who does this one? These ones are done by, uh, I think these are the same company that does like fat tire in them. But yeah, a little lighter in the carbs for me. I mean, when I'm drinking five or six of them. <laughs> Miles! It just doesn't make sense. They say with Ben, we are a bad team. We get rid of Ben and they say without him, we are a bad team. Right. You're damned if you do or damned if you don't in the city of Pittsburgh. A lot of people hated Ben. A lot of negativity surrounding Ben's um, issues with his two problems on the, um, with his with his litigation, his sexual assault litigations. Um, and you just have to take that with the salt that some people never get over that, and it's media included. Ben took a lot of heat on that and never really kind of outran that stigma of his of what he was given a four game suspension for initially six game suspension dropped down to four though if he would have fought it with the NFLPA he would have gotten zero like what happened with the uh, old bounty gate thing the following season with New Orleans but Steeler organization doesn't choose to fight things they try to knock it down as much as possible they did they let him ride it out and they still made the Super Bowl and that was in 2010 so interesting stuff there but without Ben in 2019 we had what two quarterbacks play? Duck and um, Rudolph, and both of them had winning records. Both of them. So that is a little bit of a view into what the Steelers are going to be this year. And that was thrust upon the Steelers. Steelers were expecting to have Ben Roethlisberger that year, expecting to go and follow up his previous season of, of breaking the record, or sorry, um, leading the league in passing yardage, going again this next year. We're ready to go, Ben. Bam. Out game two, done for the season. We kind of had to, like, reshuffle the offense. We had to go and get Minka Fitzpatrick. That was another big key piece we had to pick up that year. Um, also, we picked up a tight end, I think, that season. We picked up somebody else uh, that didn't pan out, and I forget who it was. Um, but I know we made some moves. We lost some draft picks for certain players. But that Minka Fitzpatrick one really worked out. But that is a view of 2019 is a little bit of view of what the Steelers are going to be capable of. But even more so because now there's preparedness with that. Steelers are prepared to go into the season without Ben Roethlisberger. We know he's retired. Even though he's got his 10 mil dead salary on the cap. It's fine. We can live with that. We love you, Ben. Re enjoy your retirement. Sit back, sit back, kick up those big feet. And enjoy watching Sunday for a change. And uh, hopefully the Steelers can put on a great product for you. Because I honestly think with Matt Canada and Tomlin and the just the skill players we have on offense. And, and look at the way we drafted too, Steeler Nation. Oh, Steelers need to get linemen. We need linemen. Steelers dra drafted skill position players. Boom, boom, boom. Skill position, skill position, skill position. Boom. Right down the roll. Quarterback, wide receiver, another wide receiver. And uh, 
you know, of course we got the defensive lineman too, which is a stud position. I mean, that's, that's like you build through the lines, bam, bam. Glad we got Leal there in the, in the in day two on third round. Um, but I am very excited. I think that this is a reloaded team. I think this defense is scary, especially if it's going to come together with some interesting wrinkles with Flores and Austin and Tomlin all working to get it together. That three headed dragon, if so to speak of the Targaryens, uh, crest being able to come out on the field and say, good luck <laughs> trying to move the football on us, which means this is like the 2000 Ravens guys. I, I lived in Baltimore. I worked for the Ravens that year, their entire team that season defense was one of the best in the league. Actually the best in the league. It was a, it was a all time great defense. They had excellent special teams, great kicker in Matt Stover. They had a guy that could run it back every play too. And I think that was the other, um, the other, um, not, not Ray Lewis, the other Lewis, Jermaine Lewis. Going off the top of the head, I got to hold his Super Bowl ring. That's how I remember Jermaine Lewis. But he was an excellent kick and punt returner and flipped the field for the, uh, the Ravens a ton, as well as their punter and kicker. Um, and they had an, an offense that they're just like, hey, run the ball, don't turn the ball over. That's all you got to do. And that's all they did. That's all they did. And they won a Super Bowl with it. So we can do the same thing. Be smart with the football. Don't turn the ball over. Strong defense. Shorten the game. Win the game. So if we're putting up 25 points a game this year, guys, if we can get to 25, like I remember we were talking about having to get to 30 in the past. This year, the way this defense is set up, we might only need 15 points to win games this season. We had 17, we should win. And that's playing just about anybody. I mean, I know we're going to have some tougher games playing Cincy. Don't turn the ball over. Playing Kansas City. Those are the games you have to worry about. But other than that, keep riding the path. Don't turn the ball over. Strong defense, strong special teams. Wins you more games than losses. And what does that mean? In this league with the extra playoff team, it means a trip to the playoffs. It can happen. It can happen. Kenny, how you doing, Kenny? Ian White, sorry, tried sending a friend request, but didn't work. Send a direct message. Please check and get back to me. Thanks. Oh, we're making friends here. Steeler Nation, love this, guys. Love it. Michael Hall, Miles Pressgraves, if they ain't Steelers fans, they ain't poop. <laughs> Austin is deadly. I can't wait, Andy, uh, because that was one of those uh, size-speed ratio players that I was kind of worried about when we were talking about like Chris Rainey or Dree Archer, except those guys were more like 150 pound guys. Whereas Austin is a 175 pound guy to 180 pound guy, which is my size. I mean, I'm six foot, but <laughs> then again, I'm a bit like a punter, not built like a wide receiver, though I played wide receiver, but I'm really interested to watching him play. Cause if his college tape translates to the NFL, this becomes a weapon. Because he plays bigger than his size, he's very, very quick, and he's very fast. And he's a great kick and punt returner as well. So I'm looking to, looking forward to see how many phases of the game he gets into and how successful he is with us. But any piece, any skill position player that we can use to our advantage is a positive. And I see him being a positive this season. Ian, if Trubisky can take the Bears to the playoffs, I think our chances are good to have a good season. Even if we make it to the playoffs, we'll show that the free agent pickups were worth the money. Perfect post. I don't need to elaborate at all. That's exactly what I am thinking, Ian, as well. Did it with the Bears and Aaron Rodgers' division. Won, a, won that division. He can do it in this division. He can. Miles, I never realized how huge Gentry actually is. He's literally a giant. Yeah, he's like 6'9". He's a monster. And he was a quarterback. He was a quarterback and transitioned to become a tight end. Is he going to throw some a tight end reverse option pass by Canada? What? I'm just saying, if we ever see Gentry throw a football, you guys right here watching the vidcast will not be surprised because we all know Gentry used to be a quarterback before he became a tight end. That's why. Antoine Randall got to throw some balls, though he played for a lot longer in college as a quarterback. Ward threw the ball a lot in college as well over there at Georgia. But he was a great wide receiver in his own right as well. 
Andy, thank you for answering my questions. You do great work and I appreciate your time. This is your show, Andy, and I appreciate you, man. I really do because I have so much fun just like talking, chatting, Steelers. I'm locked in my house. I'm rural. Like I'm away from everybody. I'm just doing all my crap work all day. And um, to just get sit here and talk Steelers and have a great time with you guys is worth it for me. So thank you too, Andy. And I appreciate the kind words. Um, Megan, welcome back. Welcome back. Chooks is solid. Interesting. <clears throat> I thought he was the weak link of the offensive line. I must have missed something. Last season, he was one of our best players on the offensive line. Surprisingly, we didn't get a lot of pressure up his side. And we, he was the better side for run blocking, which I thought was not going to be the case. But he did a good job. Last season, I know PFF rated him out as like the fifth fifth or sixth best uh, right tackle. So that's pretty damn good. That's above the line, so to speak. The standard is the standard. <laughs> what other Tomlinisms can we say? <laughs> Miles, Trubisky is balling out this year. He was able to do things with his only receiver being Robinson. Yeah. Imagine what he can do now. He's got a stable. You're right. Not only does he have a stable of receivers and an up-and-coming tight end in Fryermuth, um, but he's got one of the best young running backs in the league in Najee Harris, team leader. That is going to be the interesting and fun part of this offense because all the play action, everything's going to be running through Najee, and how good he does on early running downs is really going to set the, the tone for how our offense clicks throughout a game. Because if he gets going early, look out. We're going to put up points. We're going to make plays. And I, I'm, I'm psyched too. Like I'm just excited to watch how this is going to unfold because this is just kind of a different situation than we've had in the past. I can remember going through and like picking up Miller, uh, picking up Tom Zach, um, picking up Graham. You know, these guys were retreads. I mean, they, they weren't, and like, like Maddox, we took a risk on. Maddox was a risk. He was a guy that was a young, talented player. Uh, sat behind Elway, couldn't get on the field, got pissed. Um, went out of the league, sold insurance, came back into the XFL and won the league. Got player of the year. Uh, won a championship with LA. Uh, then we picked him up on a, on a chance because we liked his the height of his ability. Like if, gosh, the, the guy, that Kurt Warner, him coming out of the Arena League is like, kind of akin to Maddox coming out of the XFL. I mean, obviously Maddox didn't get all the way to the Super Bowl and win it, but he did come back from behind in that amazing comeback against Cleveland. Uh, one play well enough to win in that damn uh, Titans game the following week when we got boned out of that call uh, for them missing kicks at the end of that game. But just really, really, really interesting to see this season. We've got another high potential quarterback pickup. I wish we had Haskins in there too, because that's that's a guy who's taken number 15 in the first round. Trubisky's taken two in the first round. Our quarterback of the future taken 20 in the first round. And then we have Rudolph. So yeah, he's there too. <laughs> he's supposed to know the offense the best. Still not starting on the ones, but interesting to see. This is this is going to be just the most interesting training camp, just to see who's going to be slotted in where, who's taking which reps. How are they going to rotate the reps, if at all? Or did the Steelers already decide this is Trubisky's team? I mean, something has to happen. I think there has to be an injury to somebody to up unseat the power structure right now in the Steelers' quarterback room. So that'll be interesting to see. Michael Hall, striker, remember the last quarterback train you hopped on? Look what happened. It's, I stick to the steel train, only train that mattered. It was Haskins. Haskins was the last quarterback I jumped on. It's not my fault what happened to him, and I pray to him and his family, and I hope he's at peace. But, man, he had all the potential in the world, all the potential in the world. So the Trubisky train still rides on. You are 100% right, and hopefully it rides on through the playoffs this year for Steeler Nation. That'll be a blast. Uh, David King, welcome, King. Your Highness, Ravens National. Y'all get ready for us, man. We coming. I live in Ravens territory, David. I'm out in Mount Airy, man. I went to school at UMBC. Went to high school in Delaney. I've been in your territory since before your team was here. Love Baltimore. Great town. Welcome to the show. We love having people from everywhere. Let me know where you're at. Love to hear where you're living, man, because I know the town real well. My mom's in Canton. 
Uh, I had friends grow up in Fishtown and that. Uh, a lot of friends up in, you know, Drew, Drew Hill as well and uh, North Avenue and uh, Charles Street and all that. So, yeah, let me know where you're from, man. We love having fans of any team can come to this can come to the show and ask questions. And, even, and let us know, too, and we want to expressly send our condolences, too, for Ferguson and for Tony Saragusa, man, because uh, Ferguson was an up-and-comer, man. I thought he had a real potential to start becoming a starter for you guys. Highly drafted, uh, high-ceiling kind of guy. Uh, same way we kind of lost Haskins this year, man. It just, your heart breaks, and we feel for you. Welcome to the show, man. Welcome. Uh, Steel Pen, eight. That's a, I don't know if it's a Maddox reference. Might be. <laughs> Have you seen the rumor of Watson only having an eight-game suspension? I think that's a little light in the loafers. Little light in the Eric Ebron, I might have said somebody different. Thank you for your correcting me, uh, Trinell. I appreciate that. I always misspeak. You guys know that. Oh, no. Cooley's on the show. Hide your kids. <laughs> All talking heads except Stryker are brainless idiots. Oh, I got I got a compliment. Almost a compliment out of you. Thank you, Cooley. I was going to start calling you Cookie, but I won't because I misspelled it and I left it. <laughs> One letter makes it funny. <laughs> but thanks, man. Always love hearing from you. Let us know how those cougars are progressing down there in Houston, my friend. <laughs> Damn, Ian White is out here. There you go, Miles. We got we got everybody. It's it's the crew coming back in. It's the draft crew back in the house. Calvin Pittman, welcome to the show. Uh, hi, Striker. It's been a minute, but I trust our organization. I'm super excited for the upcoming year. That's awesome to hear. And we're excited too, man. <laughs> you have a great name for a Pittsburgh Steeler fan, Pittman. <laughs> you got to wear jerseys that say Pittman on the back and just put a little space in between it. That's amazing. Ian White, striker, can't wait to see George Pickens lighted up at wide receiver. Me too. Yeah, there's talk about him being big slot this year, Ian. Uh, I think personally he projects better into Claypool's position. Um, have yet to see his hands really up close and personally uh, for training camp and that to see if he, can, if he can also project to the X. But really this year, if he wants to play and get on the field a lot, starts off in the slot. It's going to be he and Austin and Gunner competing for that slot starting spot. So it'll be interesting to see who wins that one out. Uh, Brian Davis. Hola, senor. So good to have your cast. Thank you. Gracias, Brian Davis. We are happy to be here. And I'm happy to be able to provide some entertainment, some fun, and maybe a little bit of knowledge. <laughs> I mean, I read a lot of Steeler stuff. I'm part of Steeler Nation, uh, and I'm, of course, on the list. I, I I read just about every article that comes out. So I'm always, always trying to keep up on the news and at least give my thoughts on the way things kind of look for us. Miles, I can't wait to see a bunch of picket fence posts in the stadium and the offensive sign with the fences drawn on it. That's awesome. Yeah, we're going to have offense sign for the picket fence. That'll be a lot of fun. <laughs> picket to pickens. The picket fence. Steel Pen, welcome to the show, Steel Pen. I haven't recognized your name before, but love it. Love the show. Look forward to more. Great. Thank you for being a part of it. Let us know if you have any questions, Pen. Uh, Stay the Steelers. Hey, Striker, will you be at training camp this year? I'll be going from San Antonio. Awesome. Yes, I'm looking to try to go to the first, maybe first couple days of training camp because I'm trying to then turn around and then head out to uh, Pittsburgh with my brother, he's a blacksmith and he's working uh, something called Pensing. So it's when we sit around in, in a tent for a couple weeks and drink lots of beer and pretend we live in a time before electricity and just have a blast. So <laughs> I'll be doing that a bit. It'll be some interesting casts that week. I will tell you that. <laughs> Michael Hall, 2023 will be the year Pittsburgh Steelers win the Super Bowl. Pittsburgh Penguins win the Stanley Cup. And Pittsburgh Pirates win a World Series. You had me until the third one. I, I think they have a better chance of winning the minor league World Series than they do at the major league World Series. But I like the way you're thinking. <laughs> Ian, DeMarvin Leal, I think, will take up the load of Tuit retiring. Yeah, that and Okajobi. Obi-Wan Kajobi, the Jedi Master on the left tackle slot. He's going to be moving the defensive slots around a little bit, maybe a little position flexibility, maybe playing a little nose tackle, maybe playing a little left defensive end. We'll have to see. 
That's my Obi-Wan. It's horrible. I know. Robert, Michael Hall, I was with you until you had the Pirates. We all were. We all were. By the way, I was referring to the Watson train not have. Yes. Yes. Early on, Michael Hall, you are correct. I wanted Watson over all of, actually, technically it was Wilson over all of the tradable quarterbacks, but I was on the Watson train for a period of time. You know, I'm never going to lie and say, no, I didn't say that. I'm not like Mark Madden or Phil a one-trick pony. I am striker. <laughs> I will misspeak. I will say stupid things at time. That might be one of the, what, that, that is a tweet that does not age well, we will say. <laughs> but at the time, before we knew all of the allegations were out, because at the time, we didn't know all of the allegations that were out and the continuing information that just kept coming out from the New York Times, from the NFL. That's when it became a situation where it's like, I washed my hands of them. And I did say that on one of the casts, too. I had to wash my hands of Watson at that point. Plus, we're not giving up three first-round draft picks, which I always said at every time we talked about having to pick up Watson. Because I said if we could pick him up for one first-round draft pick, it may be possible. Cleveland gave up three. They already lost the one from that this past year, and they're still going to lose another one for the next two years. That's going to knock them down a big peg, ladies and gentlemen. Can't wait to watch it. It's going to be fun. Brian Davis, North Carolina here. Yeah, North Carolina Steeler Nation in the house. Welcome. Are you a Tar Heel or are you a, a Dookie? You let me know. Or are you, or are you a Demon, Demon Deacon? I don't know what you are. <laughs> you can be any one of those. Right? Isn't that what uh, – are they Demon Deacons there in Carolina, or is that the um, – I'm thinking of the, the Yellow Jacket. What, who's the Yellow Jackets? The Wake Forest. Is Wake Forest the Demon Deacons? I think so. I, I, I can't recall, but I think they are. <laughs> so let us know which one you are. Robert C. <laughs> I kid. Brian Davis. They have been playing Claypool at running back. Could be a little slash with him. Yes. I mean, he took a lot of the running plays last year as well on those quick little jet sweeps. He did that one goal line jet sweep last season where he got in the end zone. We tried it again a couple weeks later. We got slammed in the backfield. Um, I remember him picking up a uh, first down early in the season. I remember him also icing a game with a jet sweep as well. Claypool can run the football. Claypool is an athletic man. I mean, this guy has size, speed, weight ratio to burn. That is why we try to find ways to put the ball in his hands. Lining him up the backfield. Might be another way to get the ball in his hands. Be interesting. John Maulers, welcome to the show. Here in Northern Virginia, whereabouts, man? Let me know. Like I said, I'm, I'm not too far from you. I do a lot of work in Northern Virginia, D.C. You know, I'm just up, I'm up closer to Frederick, Maryland. So, born in McKeesport. That's always great. So, Pittsburgh roots. Pittsburgh roots. Brian Davis. John Maulers, Duquesne for me, neighbor. <laughs> nice. Oh, man gun. I would say lots of pressure on Trubisky with the picket people pushing him to start. Well, that's the one thing. Like, depending on where you live, fan pressure can either mean something or mean absolutely nothing. In Cleveland, fan pressure means they're going to be changing their quarterback, head coach, and or General manager once every three years. It's just the way it is. If you want to be have your fan base run your franchise, that's what you get. Steelers, same coach since 2007. Same quarterback since 2004. Same GM. Just got rid of our GM from the Bill Cower era in the 90s. I mean, we're talking about a team that does not listen to social pressures that is not a knee-jerk team and never has been. And they will not force Kenny Pickett into the starting role this season unless he shows on the field that he needs more snaps. That's what he's got to do. That's the only way he's going to progress is if Rudolph goes down or he shows on the field that he needs more snaps. And we're probably going to only start seeing that when we get to the third, fourth quarter of playoff games. And hopefully you see some Chris Elodikin as well. I'd like to see him in some of these games. Watson is not the quarterback you are looking for. Ha! <laughs> Oh, you just Jedi mind checked me right out of that. Eh? Watson's not the quarterback we're looking for. Wow. Oh, yeah. I don't know why I was thinking that. <laughs> Good Jedi mind trick, my friend. Miles, I have to admit, I was on the Watson train early as well, but that quickly changed when the poop dropped. Yeah. And it's 
it's not done yet, man. It's a steady stream of diarrhea that just hasn't hasn't cut off yet, man. It is just toxic. It is toxic. And I am so glad the Browns jumped on that hand, hand grenade for their incredible in-depth investigation into the background of Sean Watson. I swear, I think they hired like ex-CIA people, brought in a couple FBI guys. They all sat Watson in a room. They're like, Watson, we hear all this stuff coming around. Did you do it? No, nah, man. Good enough for us. You're signed. Here's your contract. Ah, we're good. <laughs> Eat it, Browns. Eat it. <laughs> I'm sorry for your fans. If you're a fan of the Browns, I'm sorry for you. But you made your bet. <laughs> Ian White. I would love to see our defense be like the steel curtain again. And it, I'd like them just to be called something new. And it's going to be called something new. We'll have to come up with something new. We're, we're going to try, like, past five years, we've led the league in sacks. No team has ever done that. Can we do it for a sixth year? Can we break the 60-sack barrier? If we do, that will be an NFL record. And that is something that I think is attainable for this team. Love to see that. Frank K. Hello, sir. Hey, striker. We're still thin and outside linebacker depth. Do we sign a veteran before the regular season starts? And if so, who are your options? Um, I've got a degree, disagree slightly, just slightly on the outside linebacker depth. Um, we did go out and re-sign Tuzar Skipper, who was a preseason stud for us a few years back. Uh, not going to be the guy, obviously, to take back the reins for that third uh, uh, outside linebacker coming off the field. But I think we already got that guy in free agency. And that guy, Jannard Avery. He was the starting outside linebacker for the Philadelphia Eagles all last season. He was a four-year starter over in Cleveland. Philadelphia traded for him. We brought him over, and it is value. He is starter-capable, and he will be able to back up both Highsmith and Watt. So I'm excited to see how he fits in. And so don't sleep on Avery yet, guys, just because you don't know him yet. I mean, I watch all the uh, – I do like the Eagles is why I lived in Philadelphia for 13 years. I watch a lot of Eagles football. Avery can play. So I'm excited to have him on the team. We'll have to see. Brian Davis Buckeyes. Oh, somebody slapped a logo on a helmet. <laughs> and he follows it up with, I got to get back to you. Somebody clicked me down. They definitely are the Demon Deacons. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, just making sure. It's, it's been a while because that was the last great player on the Demon Deacon, the old great NBA player. Oh, my gosh. The center. And he went all four years. Because because we're big ACC guys. I was a big Maryland fan. My wife's a big Duke fan. Um, Tim Duncan. Boom. Tim Duncan, man. One of the last great players to play all four years in college. He's like, no, I'll get to the league when I'm done with my college, when I get my degree. And that's smart. Smart. And then what was he? Like one of the greatest players ever to play in the NBA. Fantastic. Champion. Multiple champion. Always in the uh, all-star game. Tim Duncan was a heck of a guy. Heck of a guy. Yes, Wake Forest are the Demon Deacons. Great. Finally got around to it. <laughs> You're right for once, thanks. Claypool needs to go back to his days with Notre Dame and channel that here in Pitt a little bit more. I, I thought he was channeling it just fine his rookie year because every time he got on the field, he made a play. And his limited amount of snaps, with this limited amount of balls that were barely – the first catch of his career was a highlight. That was a ball most people put on the ground. And he caught it. <laughs> He's got the potential. I, I don't know if it was like him working hard to prove it his first year versus him being given everything his second year. Now we got to work on what is he? How does he fit in this offense? And can he rebound? I think he can. Was he even playing a little banged up? He was. He missed a game. But not an excuse. This year, I think he will show and he will be a little bit more humble. And you will find out that just saying you're going to score 19 touchdowns doesn't mean you're going to score 19 touchdowns the next year because he had two. So I know that's a chip on his shoulder, and that's something he's going to be trying to make up the Steeler Nation this year. And I'm hoping to see it as well. Claypool is my favorite receiver on the team. Can't disagree with loving any Mapletron. 
Cannot disagree in any Canadian love whatsoever. Claypool, in my opinion, only had a down season because Big Ben wasn't able to get the ball to him. And that is a factor. Honestly, it's a factor. Ben could not throw the ball past eight yards past week 10. Just couldn't. Was not accurate on his deep balls. And his deep balls were only sideline balls. So if the sideline balls weren't accurate, which they weren't, you had trouble catching them because they're a jump ball. And they're not even 50-50 because they put the defender in a position to have a better chance to catch it because Ben couldn't throw the ball over the top anymore. And that was the sad aspect. But he will do better in this offense, in my opinion, as well, Miles. I'm looking forward to seeing it. John Mollers, welcome to the show. My predictions. Najee breaks the Steelers rushing and TJ breaks the NFL sack record. Love it. Love it. That was something I actually wanted to talk about today too, John. Can TJ Watt break the sack record? Where's my sheet? <laughs> actually talking about it today. I actually have this on my sheet. Where did I put that? Uh, yeah, Walt Watt was named the number one pass rusher in the league, according to the NFL executives, coaches, and players. He was voted as the number one pass rusher in the league. You watched in the past three seasons. There's no question, especially the last two. When he's healthy, he's getting to the quarterback. And he's putting up a pressure or he's knocking the ball down that's coming out of the passing lane. Tied the sack rest record last year in 15 games because there's two half games he didn't play, held out of one game. 15, actually, technically, he held out of two games because he didn't play the last game of the season either, I don't think. But, yeah, somewhere around there. At least 15 games, whereas Strahan did it in 16. So, can he break the record this season? I'm with you, John. I think he can. I think he can. Thank you for bringing up a topic. I appreciate that. Michael Hall, Claypool is giving me juju vibes. Fun player to watch since the college days. Yeah, I want to see him start to break off those 90-yard plays like Juju used to, too. Because, like, those are just, like, fun plays. Like, Juju's not the fastest guy, but he's tough to bring down, and he's big, and he's nifty in his quickness. So, always loved him ripping off those 90-yard plays. Springfield, Virginia. Great. No, exactly. You're inside the loop. Uh, I do the, oh gosh, what is it called? There, there's a huge complex, an indoor sports complex there, St. John's. The St. John's Indoor Sports Complex. We do that. This is in Springfield, Virginia. We did the grand opening for that. We did a bunch of events over there with our Gatorade stuff. Uh, great people over there. And that sport, sports complex is insane. If you haven't been there, John can probably tell us about it. <laughs> it's awesome. Obi-Wan will eat all the blocks. Highsmith will have his best season yet. Well, Obi-Wan will be eating the blocks in front of Watt because Cam plays on Highsmith's side. And that is why Highsmith is progressing very well. But yes, great point, Brian Davis. Love it. Great to hear from you again, my friend. Michael Hall, Striker, we both know you're not sorry. Just stop it. They made their bed. <laughs> now they would sleep in it. Yes, they will. <laughs> They'll sleep in their duty bed. <laughs> NFL sack record is 72. Oh, for a single season? Wow. Wow, wow, that's great. Thank you for adding that to the show. I I hope the Steelers can get to there because I don't think we passed the 60 mark yet because I know we've been doing these in like the 50s, high 50s. Um, so yeah, I, screw it. Let's get to the 72 mark. <laughs> Definitely a fan of Avery. That's great, Frank. I'm glad somebody else knows about Avery. And you guys will be too when you see him get on the field. He's a strong football field player, great against the run. He's actually really good against the pass as well. So this is going to be an aspect where if we don't want TJ Watt to drop back in coverage, we might put Avery on the field and have him play the drop back because he can do it. He is actually very good at knocking balls down and defending players out of the backfield. Uh, Miles, Browns investigations. You do this? Watson. Nah, Browns. You start tomorrow. Here's $230 million, fully guaranteed. Perfect. <laughs> Scott Punswick, welcome to the show. Don't sleep on Tuska, number 48 either. Great point. Great point. He was pushing his way up through the ranks as well uh, before he was left off and brought back to the team too. We, we do have some young talent here where it is show me years for some of these outside linebackers because I think they're only going to keep four this season. We have too many good. The top three is too good. It's going to be a skipper probably and two going to be fighting it out uh, for that final position with the undrafted rookie free agents. 
Uh, we'll have to see. Michael Hall, Jannard Avery upgraded from one crappy Pennsylvania city to a great Pennsylvania city. Welcome to the Three Rivers, Avery. Glad to have you there, bud. Do us proud. Love to hear it. Love to hear it. Sometimes I do wonder what would have happened if we did not lose Shazier. Would we have won the Super Bowl that year? Yes. Ian, I think yes. We had we were the team that season. That that was our season, to tell you the truth. And if we still had Shazier, Shazier covered a lot of warts on our defense. He really did. And he was such a playmaker up the middle that allowed the rest of our defense to just absolutely shine and play better because of him. When he went down, it was a cascade of errors and just kind of showed how difficult, because Matikavich got hurt in that same game. Don't forget, that was his backup. Matikavich is still a special team stud over there in Buffalo. But he was going to be a starter in 2017, and he went down. And he, I thought he was a great player as well. And it was sucked to lose both of those guys for the year in the same game. Obviously, Shazier for his career. What could have been? Oh, my God. Brian Davis, I live next to the Appalachian State University, but I graduated OSU, and one of my sons played football and graduated OSU. Great, OSO. Is that Ohio State? I thought that was OSU. I, I don't know if, I've if, I, if I'm getting it right. I don't know what OSO is. I know what OSU is, but I might be wrong. Brian, you can correct me, please do. Everyone does. <laughs> That's part of this show. Who's going to correct Stryker next? <laughs> Michael Hall, TJ will break the all-time Steelers sack record before our bye week. That's insane. If he doesn't ban me, but no, I think he will before bye week. There's no way you're getting banned. You're already in the Steeler Nation Hall of Fame there, Michael Hall of Fame. No way you're getting banned. But that is sick. Absolutely sick in his sixth season. TJ Watt's sixth season. Sixth got the potential to have more sacks than any Pittsburgh Steeler that ever played on this roster for their career. He did in six years. Guys putting up Reggie White numbers, guys. These are the conversations we're going to start having about TJ Watt when he puts up another 20 sack season. Steelers are going to start, or the league is going to start referring to him as a Reggie White type player. Because Reggie White is like the only player that ever played that had close to a two sack, per, two sack per game ratio. And Watt was at 1.7 last year, which is why he was able to dig out those sacks and get to the league lead. If you're awesome, you're right at like 1.2. You've got like an all-pro year if you're at 1.5. You're insane. 1.7. Like these are each percentage point above a one. Each tenth of a percentage point is like a standard deviation. I know you guys love when I break out the, uh, <laughs> the standard deviations, but it, it's that much of an incremental increase for each decimal point in the hundreds place going or tenths place going up to 1.1, 1.2, 1.3. That's usually your pro bowlers right around a sack a season. Cause think about it, 17 games. You're playing 17 games. You have 17 sacks. Players don't usually have 17 sacks. Players usually get double digits, 12, 13, 14, usually in the 0.8s, 0.9s. Those guys are still making the pro bowls. He's at 1.7. I did the stats last year. I'm nuts about this guy. I just think what it's just sick. Absolutely sick. And only like, we're going to start talking about him next to Reggie White when he has another season like he did last year. If he breaks his own record this year, people are going to start talking about him being the best player ever on defensive line. He's going to start getting Aaron Donald references, his brother J.J. Watt references. And he's going to be lugging on another defensive player of the year trophy if he does that. Absolutely. Michael Hall. TJ should have broken it against the Ravens, but Mel Kuyper is Mel Kuyper. Didn't give him. Don't worry, Mel. We got your team this year like we did last year. It's all right. He's still forced. He still got a tackle for a loss. Like, I'm not going to be upset with the way that the NFL ruled that muffed snap into a fumble, which I understand the rule. As a fan, I'm not happy about it. As a student of the game of football, I completely understand it. But like you guys, as a fan, I'm not happy about it. <laughs> yeah, should have had it outright. You're damn right he should have. But I understand the ruling. Not happy about it, but understand it. John Mahlers, next to Lewis High School, I coach Annadale football. Oh, cool. Welcome, Coach Mahlers. Love the name too, man. I <laughs> just like the, the Steelers USFL team. 
<laughs> Miles, I'm throwing a Hail Mary smoke. Monday's not making the Saints roster. They will release him. We will pick him up. Pro Bowl, Hall of Fame. That's where Smoke Monday's coming. If you guys didn't re uh, understand that reference, that is an inside joke from our Steeler Nation heads that followed me on the marathon draft because I'm an idiot and I stay on the draft. The entire time the draft is on the air, you get striker. <laughs> we have fun. We talk to people, make jokes, talk about beer, talk about life. That's what you do. It's like a baseball game. It's like you're announcing a baseball game when you do the draft because you're not always going to be talking about drafted players, but when the drafted player does hit, that gets real exciting. Get to talk about that guy, their stats, get the reactions from everybody online. But that Smoke Monday, he was pushing that since day two. <laughs> Five, six rounds, you pushing Smoke Monday, man. I remember that. That was a lot of fun. A lot of fun, Miles. Ohio State. Yes, great. Okay, thank you. I, I say I don't know if OSO is a way to stay Ohio State University. I've just never seen that abbreviation. If it's something the fans do, correct me. That way I can be in the know because I never technically lived in Western Pennsylvania. I was a Central Pennsylvania boy. Lived in Eastern Pennsylvania for 13 years. Lived a lot of my time growing up, high school, college, young adult years in the Baltimore area. But I come out to games. <laughs> Park the camp, camp right there at the Triangle, Allegheny Park. Uh, <laughs> and I, I get to live downtown for three days. So that's always fun. Robert, I'll ban Michael Hall. Yeah, you will. <laughs> and you'll call him a twat waffle while you're doing it. Robert C. being coolie man over there at SteelerNation.com. Make sure to join our forum because he is our kindest, gentlest moderator we have over there. <laughs> he wields the ban hammer with authority. <laughs> always good to have you, Robert. Ian Stryker, do you think Miles will push Bush to play like the star he can be? I don't think, see, I don't think push is the right word. And I hear that being used a lot in talking heads, discussing the addition of Miles Jack and having Bush next to him on offense. Is he going to push him to be better? He's not going to push anybody to be better. You know what he's going to do? Miles Jack's going to ball out and he's going to create a vacuum. Because he's balling out so good, he's going to allow Bush to be able to make plays again. Because Bush doesn't have to cover for the other guy. Bush doesn't have to worry about anything else other than just run downhill and do what he did best his first in a half, year and a half in the league. And that is get after the ball. Nose to the ball, find the ball, get the ball. That is what I see this happening. Not a push, more of a vacuum. Not saying that he's going to make them suck. I'm just saying. That vacuum of him playing well next to him is going to kind of take a, the pressure off of Bush. So it's not like a pushing thing. It's like removing the pressure from Bush, allowing them to be playmakers. Also, Highsmith progressing on the other side will also help him. He's already got Highsmith ahead, or, or Hayward ahead of him as well. Throw on a big nose. You got Alu Alu back. You got Adams improving. Who knows who's going to make it up through if we're going to rotate some some Obi-Wan Kenjobi, or if we're going to have that monster uh, outside linebacker or um, nose tackle that we got as an undrafted rookie free agent, possibly him coming in, doing some big stuff for us. So we'll have to see how it plays out. It'll be interesting. <clears throat> Michael Hall, I think about it, 13 away from Harrison record, if, if not mistaken. Hayward can do it maybe late season next year. I didn't even think it was as many as 13. I didn't. I, th I thought it was like single digits. I thought it was like eight. Uh, let me look up. Steelers all-time sack leader. I have a link to it right here. Yeah, hit. he's at uh, eight, 80 and a half is Harrison. So I'm going down through here, and we've got uh, TJ Watt is not on this list, unfortunately. Oh, this is interception? Oh, this, I don't need the interception ones. i got to go down to sack leaders. There he is. TJ Watt is at number five. He is on the list. 72. He is seven and a half. So I was closer. I said eight. He is, oh, eight and a half. Sorry. 72 to 80 and a half is eight and a half. If I can do my math right, it's not a standard deviation. It's just a simple subtraction. So 80 and a half. He needs eight and a half more sacks to hit the Steelers, season, uh, Steelers career sack record. That's insane. That is Pat, and these are the people that he passes this year. Jason Gilden, who was officially the sack leader before 
James Harrison passed him. And then we had some stats done retroactively. Joe Green was ahead of Jason Gilden. L.C. Greenwood should be in the Hall of Fame, was at the top, 78, and then James. But look at these, listen to these numbers. 80 and a half sacks for James Harrison in 177 games. A lot of games. 78 sacks for Greenwoods in 170 games. A lot of games. 77 and a half sacks for Mean Joe Green in 181 games. That's the most games. 158 games for Jason Gilden. 77 sacks. That's a much better sack ratio. Then you have TJ Watt. 72 sacks in 77 games. Guy has nearly had a career one sack per game. I'm telling you, another 20 sack season, he's going to be above the Mendoza line of one. And the only other person you can talk about that did that, Reggie White. That's it. (laughs) He's sick. It's sick how good this guy is. Robert, thank you. (laughs) I love the fact that, hey, Scott, how you doing, Scotty? Scotty Punswick over from Facebook. I love the fact the Cowboys passed on Watt for Taco Charlton. Thank you, Jerry. The only reason he passed on Watt was because he was hungry. And the problem is he lives too close to the Mexican border. So he's like, yeah, hey, I'm feeling a little package over here. I guess I'll have myself a topic. Oh, let's, let's draft that Taco Charlton guy. Let's get him in. I guess, I guess that's how, the way he sounds. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm sounding like a... Johnny Cash there for a second. I don't know why. <laughs> but he was hungry. That's why he drafted Taco. And then we had Taco and Watt on the same team last year. How fun was that? <laughs> Eat it, Jerry. Eat it. Oh, that's not a delicious taco. <laughs> Gotta get one of those fish tacos. That's what I like. <laughs> TJ Watt is a pissed off child. Yeah. I love that. I love how every... He, Nobody, he's this type of ultra competitor, the the Watt family. They are ultra competitors. They had to find a way, just like Michael Jordan. He has to get pissed off every year. If you watch this documentary, I took offense to that. (laughs) It's like the greatest quote (laughs) for like nothing at all. I took offense to that. So it gives him motivation to play at his best. TJ Watt is a man that's at his best playing at his best. Excited to watch him play this year, but yes, pissed off child. Brian Davis, Dion to the Packers is possible before the season starts. Business. Yeah, it is possible. It is possible. Well, I'm Dippin' Striker. Good show. Thank you, Miles. Thank you for being around. You know we hit the uh, hour line, line marks, or about done anyway. Mason to the Lions. And give us a second rounder for him. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> I'd love that, Brian. Michael Hall. Ah, give me football, people. I need it now. Ah, one more month. Well, at least two more weeks until, um, two more weeks and a day, I think, till training camp starts. So coming up soon. Coming up soon, my friend. Michael Hall of Fame. 40 plus days is too much to wait for me. I have to keep watching our past football games just to keep me sane. Please do. And there's a ton on YouTube, Steeler Nation. Go to Steeler Nation. Start watching the retro games. Go back through the 70s. Watch some of those marquee 70 matchup games, man. They're fun. That's a different era, man. That's a an era where, like, wow, they can get away with doing that. <laughs> Essentially, like clotheslining people and power bombing people, and yeah, it's insane, absolutely insane. Michael Hall, Ian. <clears throat> if Michael Hall's predictions come true, I think he should get a big shout out or maybe a jersey. Hmm. <laughs> I hope you went to guys get that jersey. If you want to get that jersey, you got to go over to tseshop.com or follow them on Twitter. At Total Sports ENT, they are our sponsor. We love them. They just gave away a signed Ryan Clark jersey today. Go win one. Go win one. You got, but to win one, you got to follow Total Sports ENT on Twitter and make sure you're getting the notifications. Because without the notifications, you don't know when the new stuff keeps popping up, and they pop up all the time, <laughs> all the time. So good luck, guys. Michael Stryker, with that being said, as always, a cheers to you and a fun and perfect vidcast every week. A cheers to Mel Kuyper for a clock still coming, somehow ticking, Baltimore being our AFC little bro. Cheers to you. Cheers to all of you, Steeler Nation, as I raise my seltzer, my Elka seltzer, as I like to call them with my dad joke. Mmm, watermelon. That's good. 
Except for Mason, maybe the Browns will need a quarterback, right? I think that's the only pick that they can get rid of next year would be a second. That would be amazing. <laughs> so, guys, chime in. I'm going to run through everything. I'll give you guys last word. If you have anything additional to say, please put it up now. I will happily read it uh, once I finish off. Going through everything else, obviously, we talked about our great sponsors, Total Sports Enterprises at tseshop.com. Check them out. Uh, podcast will drop on Friday, noonish. Um, the video will, will premiere on our YouTube channel. Be sure you subscribe there, youtube.com backslash Steeler Nation. Easy to find. Follow us. Read our great Pittsburgh Steeler-focused articles. Be part of the 2.2 million last month that clicked on our articles at SteelerNation.com. Tweet us at SteelerNation. Instagram us at SteelerNation.com. Follow the Steeler Nation podcast on Twitter at underscore SN Podcast. And follow your host, Steeler Nation Striker, on Twitter Instagram and Tickety Talk at SN Striker, of course, spelled with a Y. And now I got to find my window where I'm at. <laughs> so, guys, thanks a ton for being on the show. There's my Twitter. There's my Instagrams. There's my Tickety Talks. So, if you want to follow me, that's the easy way to do it. I was trying to do it a little smoother. I just suck at being smooth at this kind of stuff. Um, but as always, it is Striker with state of the Steelers, man. Thank you for popping up, man. Great show as always. Can't wait for the season to start. Thank you. State of the Steelers. Ian, I'll get predictions. Ask me at the beginning of a show because I don't have another half hour to talk. <laughs> I will take that question at the beginning of the next show. Be sure to bring it up there, man. I'd love to hear it from you. And we didn't even get to my topic today. We didn't even talk about the third quarterback. I'm going to have to change the damn name of this, this damn uh, vidcast, but hell, it was fun. Thank you guys for being a great part of it. Thank you for making this podcast what it is. Absolutely amazing. I'm your host, G Striker, part of the Big Play Network, sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises. We are the Steeler Nation Vidcast. We are rooting along with you, as always, of course, at with Stay the Steelers as well, with Ian, as always. Go Steelers! <laughs>